pictures of Joe. Regular, regular, regular pictures. Regular, regular, regular pictures. Regular, 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 regular pictures. Regular pictures of Joe. Cha cha cha. What a handsome audience. It's so great to be here in London. <laughs> Especially you. You are the most attractive. Coming out on a bank holiday money like I was fucking low. That's a good way that I know I want to do this thing. It's like I actually told you earlier, I was like, if I kill myself, I'm any of this. An actual thing at three o'clock in the afternoon, I was just like, just die. Perfect. Is your mic on? Stu runs. This is how we are telling you you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's been coming a while. Um, Stu, is this something I need to worry about? You're really loud from here, but he's he's to our left. He's fucked off. Really? He's there. He's fine. He's in the the business end of the wire zone. We haven't paid him in weeks. Ooh. Uh, no. Ooh. Hey. Now we're talking. Now it's, now it's the full experience. Enjoy that, skills. listeners at home. <laughs> Readers at home. Fuck. I felt sorry for you all before that. Start off again, Stu. Oh, there we go. How's that back? Yeah. No, that's just your head. <laughs> I realise it's going, is it back? And then not saying anything is not the best way to check if your microphone's on. Is it back? There you go. Um, How is everyone? What are we doing? I'm I'm here. What are we doing here? Is it a podcast episode? It is. It's one of them. 241. 241 of the Regular Features Podcast. Still counting, you swat. (laughs) Fucking new kids, still counting the numbers. I love them. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Personal choice. First the mic and now this. <laughs> oh, and also, I'm scared. On the stage, <laughs> presumptuous. Makes this bullshit easier. <laughs> I'm acutely aware that I've got a hole in the gusset of my jeans and that Let's at some point, you two, <laughs> it's going to be the end for you. In the little <laughs> Steve, well, that's I'll where go- I'm facing. That's my trajectory. I'll Not go, on purpose. I'll go around the other side of him, pull one leg that way, and we'll see if we can rip them wide open <laughs> and get our first nut out. You'll be in hot pants before the night's <laughs> over, <laughs> you boy. We had, the, we had a big chat before the show where we were like, three... What? <laughs> <laughs> Stu, this is a fucking piss take. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for Stu. Hey! Hey! Hot potatoes. <laughs> Stu's the only reason that any of you are here, because he's all your dads. Give him a chance. He's, he's still, still <laughs> There's two wow. ends to a wire, Gavin. <laughs> I thought he would have plugged it in down there so you could know straight away. He doesn't want to blow the speakers. He doesn't want to blow the speakers. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, someone's picked a side. <laughs> and he's picked What's the that? sound guy's like? side against the podcast he paid for. Stu, you have an S. It's all good. That sounds yeah. great to me. All right. Hey, Stuart. <laughs> I mean, don't clap him too hard. It's his fault in the beginning. No, no it's not working. I'm just oh, wanting boo, to get mixed boo, up. Boo, I might get <laughs> Is this your feature? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Stu. Um, I still love that Stu's in the little weird automobile box <laughs> where it looks like he's driving at us. <laughs> you think someone at Canal Cafe Theatre just doesn't like him, so they're just like covering it up more and more and more until he's basically in a post. The box. window's getting it's just smaller. a hijab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we, no, we had like three of us had a chat before um, the show. We were like, wait, was that you three? You left me out. No, you were there. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> about our features, we were like, we collectively don't have any uh, any kind of faith in our features tonight. Oh, come on. What, first. No, we did say that. So, um, yeah, if anybody does go to the bar, can you get me a pint of Sierra Nevada? <laughs> you do this every, every time. time. <laughs> I haven't done it for like two podcasts. I watched, I watched I listened them back. So out of fine. pure hubris, I watched the Christmas one. And uh, there's a bit where you literally say, if you're bored of Joe's feature. <laughs> <laughs> that is out of order. Which That's was ju- order. like just after a song about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got nothing. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we do my feature? Let's do yes. It. Okay, are we doing a jingle? Do we do those anymore? I don't remember. All right. Who wants jingle? I don't know why I'm asking, because I can't do any of them. Nah. Just do celebrate. We're never going to do 2001. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do celebrate. Okay, you love here we go. You love it. All right, then. Regular features. Come on. Features. Wonderful. Escape the rooms are popular now, aren't they? Here's one. (laughs) We just did it. Like we've still got, we've got basically, we did escape the room, but we we're going to make it into a podcast. And then we got so excited by the escape room, we were like, for the next live show, let's do an escape the room. We planned out an entire escape the room, and then realized it's impossible. Log's pub isn't secure enough to effectively <laughs> escape from. Most of, most of the windows are broken. <laughs> and, and fire regulations stop you from locking people into your pub. Also, I mean, we broke into his pub before, so we know... Yeah, stop. This is about the tenth time you brought up the fundamental insecurity of my pub. It's not like the fucking Death Star. <laughs> it's like built with one weak point. No, but it's a business that takes cash, Gav. <laughs> There's no cash registers in the Death Star, Gav. I've got a fundamental misunderstanding of what the Death Star is. <laughs> it was just a big gap. <laughs> right. Big old space pub. There's, there's some preamble before this escape the room so that you can set the scene because it's aural. It's an aural escape the room. Aural. Not oral. Aural. Aural. It's got owls in it. Good. Could be. Who knows what's going to come out of those chests? (laughs) There's always chests in escape rooms. Not this one. You awake with a cough. Ha ha, you think. That's a little bit ironic. You'll get that later. (laughs) (laughs) It is 5 p.m. and you're in the lab you keep secret from the Ethiopian government. You crack a curtain and watch as the huge African sun tumbles groundwards like some great discarded persimmon into the folds of Lake Tana, bouncing thick burnt spears of light across still crystal water that will one day become a part of the mighty rushing Nile. (coughs) Fuck off, you fat orange, you mutter to the sun and swish the curtains closed. You had a big one last night, drinking (laughs) with all the malaria patients and you've got a right rumble on dinner time. You smash a knife into the top of a can of Heinz tin spag ball and eat it straight from the vessel. You're so fucking weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway through supper, you get a sudden urge to sniff a string of spag up your nose just to feel it travel through your sinuses and into your throat. You eat a couple more mouthfuls the normal way, but you just can't shake the desire. (laughs) Grasping a tepid starch worm with one hand, you close an unnecessary nostril with the other and snork it right up. 
immediately you know something's wrong. The spag seems to be caught between sinus and esophagus, drawn taut as if twere a slimy goblin's bowstring. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favourite bit. It's all down (laughs) to You begin to cough, but the elastic nature of the spag, combined with a natural anchor of jellied mints that lodged somewhere up the back of your head's innards, meant it cannot be shifted through normal reflex. You're in trouble. You are beginning to panic. You are... Dr. Henry Heimlich, inventor of the Heimlich Maneuver. And you are choking to death. Alone. <laughs> An oral escape the room by Joe Scurbles. There you go. That's I like that you haven't mentioned this at all to us. Like, you're just like, you have to go this little feature where I was like... Full of secrets. Oh no, this is very bad, you think, in a German accent, despite having been born in Wilmington, Delaware, and having no German ancestry recorded on Wikipedia. <laughs> the closest lab tent is half a mile away, so no one can hear your hacks and wheezes. And you won't be able to reach them in time on foot. You wrench at the curtains to look for the Corvette. Oh, that's right. You burst all the tires trying to prove to Adewale how good you were at power slides last night. <laughs> Plus, you gave everyone in that tent malaria to see if it would cure their HIV anyway, which you feel compelled to remember is a real thing you, Dr. Henry Heimlich, endorsed. So they're no bloody use. <laughs> you really were on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Not nope. just the top paragraph either. <laughs> gone deep. (laughs) No, this one's down to you. But without a second party to administer your patented abdominal thrusts, the only way you're escaping this room is to do the next best thing. Extremely quickly invent the Heimlich Maneuver 2.0. And this time, it's personal. (laughs) As in personally administered. You quickly assess... You're so happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't I be? How dare you be fucking proud of your own creations? You You quickly assess the contents of the room in analytical fashion, like how a Terminator would. A scalpel? No way. Throat-length tweezers? Gross. But then inspiration. You realise that ingenuity is in fact more successful than simple tool-based problem-solving, like how a Terminator 2 Judgment Day would do. (laughs) A few choice items could be combined and utilised to make a machine that will eliminate the deadly spag from your system. You quickly decide upon a combination of A, a tennis ball firing machine, B, a skateboard, C, astronaut ice cream. But oh no, fuck, what's this? In your cheeky drunken state last night, you've individually chained every item in your lab to the walls and attached keypad locks and worksheets featuring problems that test maths, logic, and spatial awareness that provide the unlock codes for said keypads. Shit. That's literally the escape the room that we did. Yeah. There was padlocks and chains everywhere. You're going to need to solve these problems, and fast, because you cannot stress this enough to yourself. You are choking to death on spag. Choose which item you want to unlock first. Panel, tennis ball firing machine, skateboard, or astronaut ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. I just realized I don't have any of my props. I'm going to get them. Where are they? I thought you you meant like you don't have the props as in like you just forgot to buy them. Yeah, no, he's going home. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this how escape rooms work? Just Gav chooses everything. Without conversation. Gav chose astronaut, astronaut ice cream. Do you want to choose something else? No, no, I agree with you. I just feel like I'd just like to feel included. Stranger on the stage, <laughs> sitting two miles away <laughs> from <laughs> me. <laughs> well, lucky this is Gav's puzzle. Oh. Astronaut ice cream. Oh, space. You love space. A place where the human body cannot choke. 
because food simply floats through the body with no sphincter action required. In space, you believe that one could put a nice piece of lamb in their mouth, open the gullet, push off from a wall, and allow the stationary lamb piece to travel straight through one's digestive system and perfectly intact out of the anus, allowing one to savor it all over again if they choose. He's being annoying. Yes, space is great, and if you had your way, we'd all live there, and no one would ever choke again. That's why your favorite food, barring spag, is space food. <laughs> you couldn't imagine problems in space, but you can envisage problems about space. Here's one, Gav. Okay. This is courtesy of an angel fire page by a mathematician called Vlad Mitlin. You shouldn't be allowed to spend time by yourself. <laughs> On the surface of a planet lives a vampire that can move with the speed not greater than you. You as in the letter U in mathematics. Okay. A vampire slayer space... That's less useful than... The... <laughs> Didn't you choose X? <laughs> Vlad chose this. A vampire slayer spaceship approaches to the planet with its speed, V. As soon as the spaceship sees the vampire, it shoots a silver bullet. The vampire is dead. Prove that if V over U is greater than 10, the Vampire Slayer can accomplish his mission, even if the vampire is trying to hide. You have six seconds. Is this was a joke on that UV will kill vampires? It's my problem. It. I mean, I weren't going to get it. You didn't uh, solve it. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's so good. No, that does actually sound really good. No, but it wasn't right. Yeah, but it was, it was really oh, good. Yeah, but I make it right. Make it right. He found out Vlad's joke. Good work. It's not the problem. The vampire's still alive. <laughs> right, you're oh, done with that. You're so angry. That Gab's I'm... fucked it. Gab's <laughs> fucked it. You've got tennis ball firing machine or skateboard. Oh my god! Oh my god! You didn't get it right. That. Six seconds. You didn't get it right. Tennis Next ball one. machine. Tennis ball machine. This is your one, you Steve. You fucked me on that, mate. Steve. Wow, I was so sorry. <laughs> I thought I was joining <laughs> in, but I liked it, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Pay attention, or you're not getting out of this room. I was paying attention. You're going to be like back down there. <laughs> no, I'm going to be right there, baby. You don't even play or like tennis, but this baby was an absolute steal at the Addis Ababa police auction. I had to look that up. You've mostly used it to shoot at crows. Speaking of crows, people have been raving about the great taste of Coke Zero. Oh, wait, Diet Coke, because that's all I could buy. But tell me, do you I drink this entire bottle in six seconds? <laughs> <laughs> jump, I'll let you jump, open it. Go on, Steve. You can do it, Go on, lads. Go on, lads. Hang on. For a start, like, no, I can't. Lads, lads, lads. Try. You got six seconds there's from a, the hiss. There's going to be like a cleaning up fee that they're going to charge. You don't. I mean, if you're doing it wrong, then you're going to fail anyway. Do you want me, right? I, would, I would suggest... Not trying to do it. <laughs> Just Steve, have a sip. Steve, you need me to stab the bottom of the bottle with a pen or something like that. Look, do you want to play or not? And then stab your neck with a pen so it goes straight out of your tracheotomy. Okay, here we go. He's got six seconds. Go. Joke. 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 He's fucked it. It was close. Oh. It was close. He's fucked it. Good work, though. I'm glad you tried. Steve Chug, bad. <laughs> Skateboard. I'm allergic to a spa team. <laughs> you better not so, be. I, th I actually thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm breaking out of rush. <laughs> Log. The skateboard. Ah yes, the old skateboard. Uh -oh. A present from esteemed actor Jack Nicholson, who you convinced to give a load of money to help cure AIDS, which is true. 
<laughs> Convinced him against his better judgment. Used to love doing an ollie or two on the old clank plank. Especially, <laughs> especially while refusing to allow your second son, Peter Heimlich, to have a go. Which is probably why he will go on to call you a remarkable and dangerous charlatan on the internet. <laughs> What a puzzling boy, and what a puzzling worksheet you've attached to this skateboard. It just says, solve this puzzle. You have six seconds. Elsa. It's Elsa. She's done it. Yeah, you got it. That's the solution. There's three puzzles in there. It wasn't the Elsa one I wanted you to solve. Three puzzles in... Ravensburger are amazing. Joe, uh, when I asked you in the pub earlier, I was like, what did you do yesterday? You were said, not much. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you meant? I was well, it's not much, though, is it? Yeah. It's fantastic. You genuinely outfoxed me there. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> First UV and now this. <laughs> Grow up. It's got the... Uh, he's outfoxed you. It's got the, uh, the suitable ages on the back. It's three plus, four plus, and five plus. What? Even if you oh, add up actually... all the suitable ages, it's still younger than you. Yeah, my housemate got this in a white elephant Santa. That's not official, Santa is thing. it? That's from a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it covered in pus? <laughs> I got this from the Addis Ababa police auction as well. It's That's fine. not official. Look, someone's just written on it, Matilda. Is that a character in Frozen? No. Oh, oh shit. Imagine if it's, it's like a. It's, it's imagine a if it's the puzzle equivalent of a snuff film. Ah, it's all, <laughs> it's exactly. just crime scenes on each one. It's all. It's all dusty as well. Look, I got it from my flatmate. I can't account for his movements. <laughs> Did you just say, Jim? You don't have the. House, no, I said I'm go- I said this morning I need to go out and buy a puzzle, and he said I've got one. <laughs> all cool nicely house. bagged up. Cool house. Cool Belongs house. to a dead child. Whatever. <laughs> right. Whatever. Get over it. So you failed all of your tests. But luckily, I've written answers for every eventuality. Excellent. Also, <laughs> I forgot that I've got a big picture of Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. And he refuse, refuses to be oriented correctly. <laughs> That's the thing about him. He's always doing a 180. He's always doing a 180 constantly. <laughs> He's more famous for his 180s than his 90 degrees, but he does it just as well. The thing is, you can't do 90 degrees on a skateboard. You can. That means you're going sideways. If you're just standing still and go, eh. <laughs> right. Here's your ending for your I escape room. I love this podcast, man. <laughs> Here's your ending. Furious with yourself for failing every puzzle like a twerp, and really starting to feel like you might actually choke to death on some spag tonight, you feel an enormous adrenal rush and wrench all three items' chains from the wall. Working with the smarts and efficiency of a Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, you construct your life-saving apparatus. The tennis ball machine sits across the room, primed to fire at maximum TBPS. Tennis balls per second. <laughs> you stand on the skateboard, utilizing years of training to stay balanced and not fall over like your idiot son Peter would do. The astronaut ice cream is, as ever, just a nice treat for afterwards. <coughs> you watch as the timer on the tennis ball machine hits zero. 40 Wilson balls should be machine gunned into your abdomen, not only forcing the diaphragm up, but propelling you back into the fridge, which will act as a crucial backslap that will sling the lodged bag and its associated bowl from your throat but you made a crucial error. (laughs) The weight of the chain you failed to remove from the machine pulls the ball shoot's trajectory off-center, sending its fuzzy payload into your shoulder. 
you inadvertently pirouette on the skateboard, performing a sick manual that abruptly <laughs> ends as the board's own chain is wrapped around the back deck. You plummet to the floor, face first into your astronaut ice cream, and drown as the freeze-dried treat quickly dissolves in your flop sweat. As your soul leaves your body, you realise that you didn't technically choke to death, so you are irony-free. <laughs> God thinks that's pretty cool, and you get to go to the big house party in heaven, despite all the malaria stuff. The end. Oh, Heimlich. That was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I have no idea what we just listened to, but... <laughs> I, know that I, I know that I love it. <laughs> There you go, you didn't escape the room. That's oh it. yeah, it was an escape the room thing. You fucked it. <laughs> You're stuck in that lab. Is death not the greatest escape of all. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really That's depressed. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Flathead just did this. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Hey, I've got a story. Um, I was in Dubrovnik, and I was in an Irish bar. And of course you fucking were. Did yeah. someone just say... Good. Good. Yeah, stick like to your it. own kind. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fashion in Croatia these days is for men to wear Bruce Springsteen-style tight denim jeans. Mm. What other kind of jeans are there? <laughs> um, this man was standing by the door of the bar, which was shut, and it would swing open every now and then as people came in and out of the bar, and he was sticking his butt out, <coughs> his little butt. Just sticking it out. And it was just out enough that every time someone opened the door, it would catch in the crack of his ass. And he would turn around and like fume at the person who'd tried to open the door. One guy, it caught him on the ass on the way in. He stood back in fright and just thought the pub was closed. And he looked in like this, like, well, I can see lots of people in there drinking and having fun. But clearly when I tried to open the door, it got caught on some guy's ass. This place must be shut. The mark of a closed pub. (laughs) The the human padlock. (laughs) He came around the side entrance and walked in and ordered a drink and just looked really confused. What about this man and his ass? Was he just walking around on his hands and knees looking at all the asses? Like, hmm, was it you? Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as my bird story, but... <laughs> oh, you're not telling that every no. month, are you? No. <laughs> I thought it was going like, to be the bird story, but like re-skinned. I was, <laughs> I, I was hoping the bird was the bartender. <laughs> it's the Croatia mod. <laughs> and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's crab story. Crabs! I'm all about stories these days. Yeah, you love a story. So this is a choose-your-own-adventure in which you are a little crab. You live in the seaweed with all of the other little crabs. But you are a little crab with a big secret because you have something (laughs) that no other little crab has. Something very special indeed. You have a gun. (laughs) Yes! Welcome to my feature, The Little Crab with a Gun. You cannot remember how you got the gun or where the gun came from, but it belongs to you now. You keep the gun hidden beneath a shell at the bottom of a rock pool where the other little crabs daren't hang out. Being careful not to draw attention towards yourself, you sneak away to remove the gun from its hiding place to wave it around and make little gun sounds like pew, pew, pew. Once you're finished playing with the gun, you carefully hide it beneath the shell again so that the other crabs cannot find it. The gun is your most treasured possession. And you are a little crab. <laughs> you are a little crab with a gun. 
I really, I really can't sun- wait for the next time you say that. And yeah. despite myself, I will laugh more. It's, <laughs> it's suddenly making perfect sense why Steve texted me earlier saying, what's the name for the little <laughs> puddles on the beach where crabs live in? <laughs> I forgot the word rock pool. <laughs> Meanwhile, many miles away, Gloria Estefan starts a combo. <laughs> starts a conga line that becomes long enough to loop around and attach to itself, forming a kind of closed conga loop in which the unwitting participants are doomed to dance themselves to death. (laughs) Those caught inside the conga death loop begin to panic as the disco evacuates. People are screaming. Somebody needs to stop this conga madness, says one person. (laughs) The only way to break a conga death loop is to kill the original conga dancer, says another. Are you sure you're not thinking of vampires, says somebody else. No, no, I'm definitely thinking about conga dancers, replies the second person. If somebody doesn't shoot and kill Gloria Estefan with a gun, everybody in that conga line is going to die. But who on earth has a gun? (laughs) At that very moment, a little crab with a gun walks into the disco. It's you, the little crab who has a gun. Do you? A. Shoot and kill Gloria Estefan. Or B, do not shoot and kill Gloria Estefan. What do you, what do you guys want to do? A, B, kill. Is there not the option to shoot someone in the circle that's not Gloria Estefan? Break the loop? Is it? Wait, is you it? Gotta, no, you're right, you're right. You're right. Fuck you it, kill Gloria her. Estefan. Kill <laughs> Gloria Estefan. Don't start chanting it, that'd be strange. <laughs> But that also a great sound. I like you're like, oh, don't start chanting. Just chanting about, like, oh God! Imagine they just start doing that. Somehow understanding what must be done, you carefully position your little pincers around the trigger of the gun and squeeze as hard as you can, letting loose a bullet that flies through the air and explodes Gloria Estefan's skull and brains. <laughs> the conga spell is lifted, and the dancers look around the place, stunned, confused as if woken from a bad dream, as if seeing the world for the first time. (laughs) Nobody knows who fired the shot that killed Gloria Estefan to release them from their curse. And though now they weep over the obliterated corpse of the singer of such hits as Rhythm Is Gonna Get You (laughs) and Everlasting Love, their sadness is tinged with the inescapable sense of guilt for having they themselves avoided her necessary fate. One man, overcome with grief, (laughs) takes Gloria's limp body in his arms and rocks her back and forth. Come on, he sobs. Shake your body, baby. (laughs) Do the conga. I know you can't control yourself any longer. (laughs) This... I, Stifling his own laugh. I, <laughs> I literally wrote down the lyrics to this song in my phone yesterday, thinking how good a feature this would make. <laughs> I have the note. No way. Yeah. I can show you it, but I won't because it's interrupted. I believe you as well. Sensing there are little more for you to do at the disco, you return home to the beach with the other little crabs where you belong. Taking the gun in your pincers, you Forgot throw it. Forgot about a fucking crab with a gun. <laughs> He has said, he has reminded you on a number of occasions. (laughs) You throw it into the ocean with all your little crab strength, where the gun is lost forever beneath the waves. A gun was more responsibility than you could handle. (laughs) After all, you are just a little crab. A little crab 
who once had a gun. <laughs> Someone went, wow. I didn't know... Somebody, <laughs> somebody didn't illustrate know we were... that shit. That's a good book. I didn't know we were allowed to get political on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Holy oh, shit. shit. <sighs> good. What's going on? How much? Here you go. Um, Oh, so what's up with you? The spotlight shifts once again. To me. Um, I heard this is going to be good. It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that a Harvey Nerd Pony going for, Can you just get me... Yes, please, thanks, man. And <laughs> also get him some content while you're out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you moved closer to me. <laughs> That's for over there, Log, to be saying. Not for this. I don't deserve this proximity. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll go back. All right, fine. I'll do he likes it over there. He's lying. He, I don't think he does. He it's because we don't have a camera tonight. So he's like, I can say what I want. <laughs> You're such a diva now. <laughs> um, does everyone know what that fire festival thing is? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does everyone not know what it is? Let's give a little bit of a recap, I think. Okay, so there's a thing called the Fire Festival with Ja Rule and a bunch of other people organized. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That already sounds like something Steve would write. (laughs) (laughs) And Ja Rule had a gun. (laughs) Um, So it's basically like a really expensive festival that you had to pay a bunch of money to go to. And it was going to be like, like twelve thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, it was going to be like lux- It's going to be like a luxury festival. Um, and I think like they got a bunch of YouTubers to endorse it without knowing what it actually was. Like the photos are all like CGI photos, and they're like, "Come to this place, and you're going to have the best festival experience ever." Well, they they said, um, "Well, I don't know if I'm treading on your feet." You're yet. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was going to be a luxury resort on a private island. Villas, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. it was on a private island, but it was at a sandals on a private island. Yeah. Like something you'd see on ITV. <laughs> That's amazing. It, ba- it basically looks like what, you know, in Jurassic Park 3, um, where they go. No. They go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody knows Jurassic Park 3 as intimately well as you know. <laughs> Um, but they go, they go and they set up a bunch of tents and stuff because they're going to capture T-Rex and bring it back. Um, that no, that's Jurassic Park 2. They merge into one. Oh, Gav, fucking hell, Gav. Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your you specialist were, You were man. right to be nervous about this bitch. <laughs> uh, when they got there, like, the, the, like, there was no beer because they ordered it too late. <laughs> yeah. There were no villas and everyone was saying, in, no joke, war refugee yeah. tents. Yeah. There was like tents they used, but yeah, it basically looked like District 9. My, this, this <laughs> <laughs> My absolute favorite so, thing was the food they had to pay for that was like $200 or yeah. something. Curated by a celebrity chef. And it yeah. was two bits of brown bread with a one slice of cheese on them. But the best thing about it is like the two bits of bread are underneath each other and the cheese is on top of one bit of bread. Yeah, so it's like it's they even haven't even like made a sandwich out of it. They've just Too gone, much effort. I'm at. Sling it out. That. Um, but the thing is like, so a lot of, Obviously, it cost like 12 grand to go. So a lot of like really rich people ended up going to this festival. Um, and when it went wrong, the thing I didn't get is, is like how happy everybody else was. 
that it'd gone so wrong. Like it was funny to me because it was like there was this, this one picture where it says like concierge and it's just like it's just like some wood <laughs> and then the sign that says concierge on it. It's like that is funny. I was like, what's not funny is all these people are like stranded on an island. It's like I generally like I felt bad for all these people. Yeah, but they're like, rich, so they deserve it. But that's the thing, it's like <laughs> I kind of didn't get like I didn't get all these like people just going mad about this it. This is a ruse. Do you not? Because I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> If you've got 12 grand to drop on watching Blink-182, then you deserve a bit of cheese. You uh, Blink-182 Blink dropped out, so you're just getting cheese. <laughs> Got to eat a slice of cheese in a sandals resort. I do like the idea as well that Blink-182 has seen all this like unfold and just going like... Well, we're not going to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see the concierge, he's just wood. Yeah. And they've been to Leeds. <laughs> Sorry, if anyone, is anyone actually from Leeds here? Good. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. But I generally kind of didn't get the sort of vitriol that everyone's gone for these rich people. This um, is Gav trying to roll back on years of a personality he's carefully after, cultivated. After all the shit you've unloaded on everyone in the world, the, the people you finally feel empathy for. You called a John... <laughs> a Jar Rule's mate. You called a John Lewis representative a genie because of his name. And you have trouble with Instagram. It's Instagram! That's why you like it. Look... I just like Ja Rule. <laughs> I like Ja Rule, all of his extended friends, and YouTubers in general. Fair play. Um, but I know, I, for some reason, I, I just didn't get why everyone was so happy that this thing had gone uh, wrong. So I started going on a bunch of like Facebook groups um, about it. And, uh, but like, there were people just going fucking ballistic about the fact they were like, this is great that all this horrible stuff is happening to people. Like, I think like, some people got like, generally hurt. <laughs> And I've got quite a lot of like diseases and stuff like that. Diseases? Um, yeah. Someone got mugged. I did hear that, and that was sad. I heard someone's girlfriend was kidnapped in a medical tent. <laughs> what? And they had to form a gang with like Mad Max-style weapons to break in and get her. <laughs> and when they came back, all of their passports had been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Zoella's never coming back. <laughs> um, so I went on to one, like, one of the Facebook groups, and it was like, it's just people literally just going, ha-ha, isn't it great that this is, all this horrible shit is happening to these people? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this one guy, I've changed his name, but I've changed his name to Donny One. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, who said... Is he a robot? <laughs> I thought, like, I, I wanted to change his name to Donny Yen, uh, but that's where that went. Um, <laughs> 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 Donny One says... That'll teach all the little spoiled twats. Get back. Mate, I'm doing a feature. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really unprofessional, mate. So <laughs> You carry on with your feature, Gav. I'll go and get your beer. <laughs> now I've got too many beers. Um... <laughs> I'm like, Jar Rule. Now I can see why your sympathy is with the rich kid. Boo-hoo you. <laughs> oh, you got you one as well. Yeah, it's nice of him. Thank you so much, man. That's awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> Follow Nerd Pony on Twitter. He gets Gav beer. He's got the best Twitter name. Harvey Nerd Pony. <laughs> this makes me laugh every time. Anyway, <laughs> Donnie One says, that'll teach all the spoiled twats. Get back home to Clapham with your trilby hats. That's a good rap. <laughs> it was Ja Rule. Okay. <laughs> I said, Donnie, this is a serious situation and you're not helping. How would you like it if you were doing a festival and this happened? I didn't get a reply from him. So I said, yeah, that's what I thought. Donnie. And I wrote Donnie in all caps. <laughs> Take that, Donnie. Uh, 
Donnie's running scared. <laughs> Donnie says, I'm just saying they got what was coming to them is all. I said, well, what was coming to them was meant to be Blink-182. <laughs> so I don't see how this is the same. Like, I don't know what Blink-182 is, but I do know that it's not this. <laughs> this is in capitals. <laughs> I'm going capitals a lot lately. It's doing capitals. It's well, nuanced. It's, cool. it's fine. Uh, Donnie says, why do you care? They're all stupid hipsters with too much money. I'm glad this happened. I said, well, Donnie, next time you go to a festival, I hope Blink-182 cancel on you. <laughs> and you have to eat shit sandwiches too. <laughs> Donnie says, I wouldn't go to a festival. Load of kids living in shanty towns, eating rations. Doesn't sound like all that. Rations? <laughs> you know, he literally wrote that. I was like... Donnie seemed to be confusing festivals with the film The Hunger Games. <laughs> and as far as I know, they are very different. <laughs> it's like, I think he's looked at this and gone, yeah, this is what festivals are. Why are they moaning about it? <laughs> what, he thinks all festivals are like this. Yeah. Well, the last festival I went to, that, that man shat up on my chalet. I mean, as it, as long time that's, readers will uh, remember that back. story. <laughs> oh, inside the chalet, yeah. Yeah, he, he pooped all in his One Direction sleeping bag. And I was sharing a room with him, and I thought there was mud all over the floor. So Donnie yeah. sounds pretty on the money. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that like, I bet when that guy bought the One Direction sleeping bag, he was like, everyone in this festival is going to think I'm so kooky and fun. Yeah. But then he filled your room with shit. (laughs) What's kookier than shit, guys? (laughs) I like this couple started holding hands when I talked about all the poop on the floor. (laughs) That's because it's one of their favorite episodes. They're like, oh, yeah. They are going to love my feature. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be finger bangs galore. Look. Hello? What? 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 I'm Go excited. further away from Gav. Yeah. He's naughtier when he's closer to me. And that, I'd be blamed for that in a bit. Um, I said, Donnie, you seem to be confusing festivals with the film The Hunger Games. As far as I know, they are very different. He said, what are you on about, you fucking nerd? <laughs> Gavin meets his he's match. Winning. Winning. Go on, pull something out of your hat, Gav. Get her close. <laughs> uh, at this point, Jenny comes in. Says, don't bother arguing with him, Donny. Look at his photo. <laughs> I was just using my own thing. <laughs> uh, beards, tattoos, drinking out of a brown paper bag. He's probably related to them. <laughs> related to who? Blink-182? Yeah, I said... Yeah, or, or Ja Rule. I said, related to Blink-182. I shouldn't bloody think so. <laughs> And Don- you profess that you don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Donnie says, lol, yeah, look at the state of him. <laughs> I just replied with, it's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I generally thought that was a bit much because I was, I was so hungover just lying in my bed going, I'll just do this for Monday, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the first time I feel you're, you are getting rings around you so far. Yeah, yeah. mate, they've got me. They've, I mean, <laughs> also, spoiler, it doesn't change. I said, so that's a bit much. He said, maybe you'll think twice before organizing your next bullshit hipster fest. I was like, well, I didn't organize it, did I? As I said, you do know I never organized that fire festival, right? Donnie says, of course I know. <laughs> but then I said, it was my uncle that organized it. <laughs> yeah. Now the ball's in the course. <laughs> and he didn't reply. I said, yeah, my uncle Ja. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a fucking ledge, actually. <laughs> you didn't say he rules, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. I'll, never do, I'll never do that. <laughs> Jenny said, <laughs> this is the favorite thing I've been replied to. Your uncle is not Ja Rule. <laughs> it's I impossible said, well, to prove a negative. And I said, well, we don't call him Uncle Ja Rule. Don't be stupid, Jenny. <laughs> no reply. <laughs> For ages as well, so I was just lying in bed, just being like, just fucking reply, Jenny. I'm bored. Uh, <clears throat> I said, he's Uncle Ja. Or big boy rule if he's in the right mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care about Fire Festival, man. Like, um, hang on. Everyone chill out. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. Chill out, Jenny. Um, and then Jenny adds Donnie into a conversation and goes, look at him now. Thinks his uncle is Ja Rule. <laughs> Does he think we're stupid? How long until someone actually tags Ja Rule? (laughs) 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 She says, does he think we're stupid? And I said, the thought never crossed my mind, Jenny. (laughs) Because she's stupid. (laughs) And then Jenny said, (laughs) well, if Ja Rule is your uncle, tell him he's shit organising music festivals. I said, Jenny... she kind of believes like yeah. you might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like, like hedging her bets there. <laughs> I feel like if you look through any of my photos on Facebook, it's quite obvious my uncle is not Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Jenny, that's out of order. I've just stuck a screenshot of this in our family WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Ja is seething. <laughs> Jenny says, show us the screenshot then if that really happened. <laughs> Oh, she's, she's bought it, hasn't she? Yeah. She's so on board. It's like, you ever, you ever watch, like, does anyone watch Catfish? There's a Catfish episode where a girl has been talking to what she thinks is Little Bow Wow. Has anyone seen this one? I've seen that one. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. And it's like, she thinks she's been talking for like months to Little Bow Wow, the rapper. Who's and then now she finds d- out he's just called Bow Wow. He's now, called Bow Wow now. He's called Bow Wow. He's a full-size Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. A big St. Bernard. But this is really... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus-size Bow Wow. Your yeah. category's right. <laughs> but this is an amazing bit where like, the people who host the show, um, Neve and Max, they go to a... Like, I think you should prepare yourself for the possibility <laughs> we're not about to go meet Bow Wow. And she's like, what? <laughs> I feel like this is Jenny. <laughs> um, I said, I just stuck a screenshot of this in our family WhatsApp group. Uncle Jai is seething. Show us a screenshot there if that really happened. And I said, I can't. <laughs> and Jenny said, why? <laughs> and I just wrote, Data Protection Act? <laughs> With a question mark. <laughs> and Donnie comes back in, says, this doesn't count as that. And I what? said, I don't know what that means. I said... Is he a lawyer? I said, big boy rule is definitely in the Data Protection Act. Be real, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie says, you're an idiot. You don't even know what the Data Protection Act is. <laughs> And I said, I just text my uncle, and he said, I do know what the data protection act is. <laughs> he also said, you shouldn't make fun of people when the festivals they try to organize go wrong. That's bad. 
Jenny says, Jenny's still going along with it, says, is that what he calls organizing a festival? Pretty piss poor. It's like, Jenny, I'm obviously not fucking related to Ja Rule. You <laughs> there are two other podcasts that are having this exact same feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's Jen. no way Jenny isn't on <laughs> another feat. On another podcast doing this. On another regular features. Yeah. Are you Jenny? Are you Jenny? You, <laughs> you better not be Jenny. <laughs> so I replied to Jenny and said, my uncle just texted me. <laughs> and he said, you don't understand the complicated logistics of organizing festivals. And I shouldn't speak to you about this anymore. And Jenny said, do you actually think your uncle is Ja Rule? I don't think, Jenny. Oh, wait, now she thinks you're mentally ill. <laughs> I think that's what she thought from the start. Meh. Um, I said, I don't think, Jenny. I know. Look, here's a photo of us together. And what I sent her was just a picture of some dog shit. So I was like... <laughs> it's not my finest work. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> it's, this is coming to the end now. Um, <laughs> oh, there are layers to your comedy. Yeah. <laughs> just shite. Um... <laughs> I said, look, you're a photo of us together. And then Donnie says, that's a photo of some dog shit. <laughs> well, you made them say it. Well done. I was like, is that what your uncle is? And then I said... Is that what your uncle is? Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't believe I sent that photo <laughs> to you, Donnie, because that's a photo of your house. <laughs> Instead... <laughs> Instead of a photo of me and my uncle. Oh, no. How do I delete this photo of you? <laughs> How do I delete? You know what I said coming out? I was like, I have no confidence in this feature at all. I was like, How do I delete this photo of you standing next to your house? <laughs> I'm pointing at it as if to say, I'm proud of this property purchase <laughs> because I, Donnie, am a fucking clown. <laughs> Please let me know. And then uh, Donnie called me a hipster cunt. Oh. Um, that was the end. I'll say you won that. And that, as they say, is that. Oh, could do. What's happening with our scarf? Oh, I don't know. It's, um, nah, you'll find out. It's, uh, it's oh, I thought, I thought I was teeing you up then. No, no, no. Well, the scarf doesn't come. Oh, well, I'll, let me just tell you a story. Well, because I am getting to that level of fame now with regular features where, of course, people are just constantly just coming up to me in the street and asking if I, they can just shit on my chest. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, take yesterday. I was in a local independent coffee shop and I. It was, a, it was weird. I, was, I wanted some freshly ground coffee. But I accidentally said freshly roasted coffee. And the girl behind the counter noticed my gaff, and she said, we don't actually sell freshly roasted coffee because it takes a couple of weeks after the roasting process for the gases to settle, and it's actually... Yeah, that, we always said that after that point. Did Matt two, write that bit of feature week. for you? I, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's I, thought, I thought to myself, well, I wish someone had given a couple of weeks for your gases to settle, madam. Oh. And, then, and then I gave myself a little pat on the back for being so internally cheeky. And her name was Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was, I know she was right, and it was a simple slip of the tongue on my part that I didn't like her tone. So I said, yes, I'm well aware of the gas settling process. I just want the gases to settle at home, thank you, where I can keep an eye on them. 
After a couple of minutes, idle back and forth, you know, her saying, we don't sell that, and me saying, but I want it. Classic shop banter. <laughs> I realised a queue, a queue had formed behind me. It was a queue of men with their trousers around their ankles and their arseholes pointed at my chest. <laughs> Just say the word, log, they chuckled and farted out a couple of what I can only assume they thought were trial squirts. Oh, log. Look, this was definitely a good podcast for Joe to invite his girlfriend along to for the very first time. <laughs> Wherever you are in the audience, I hope you still sleep in tonight. Don't point at her. Don't. <laughs> Come on, flathead. Stop it. Stop it. What you're doing is yucking their yums. Oh, don't breathe. And what I, what I've listened to enough podcasts about sex to know that you shouldn't yuck anyone's yums. I mean, like, if these men want to lay a big, long stool on my hairy tits, that's fine. Who am I to say, ew, stop shitting on my chest, for fuck's sake. Now there's all shit on my chest. Fucking hell. I, I, wouldn't, I, just, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, it's been getting to the point where I can't walk past a shop window without dozens of men making greasy brown butterflies against the glass. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're disgusting. <laughs> you know... I can trace it back to the time I stole this beautiful scarf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's with that scarf? Well, I don't know. I walked into the shop. I wanted it. I took it and just walked out through the door, like in the song, been, like in the song, been caught stealing. The shoplifter, <laughs> the shopkeeper came after me. <laughs> don't vary from the script log. You're not capable. Improvising <laughs> won't work. <laughs> <laughs> The shopkeeper came after me, and he turns out he was a voodoo shaman. A white voodoo shaman. I remember that because I was impressed that it wasn't an obvious casting choice. But then later on I thought, hang on, if I was a black actor, voodoo shaman roles would probably be my bread and butter. I didn't think too long about it because I was laughing and stroking my new leopard scarf. You're disgusting. You, you haven't paid. You may not have paid for the scarf with money, the voodoo shaman said, and I remember being very glad that he wasn't using a racist accent. But for as long as you wear the scarf, every man you meet will want to take a shit on your chest or tummy. I'm so glad you're not doing the accent. And the longer you wear the scarf, other effects might happen, such as affecting the lyrics of any song you might later decide to sing. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) And the shaman's here tonight. (laughs) Anyway, now I've got that off my chest, <laughs> not shitterily. Uh, yeah. I actually adapted that. It does say literally on the script. I just made that up on the spot, so fuck you! <laughs> Straight back up from the Binkle Stealing reference. <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> I just wanted to be serious for a moment because, like, I want to celebrate the life of a wonderful and sorely missed comedian whose death in 2016 actually knocked me for six in a way that none of the other deaths actually managed to do. When Victoria Wood dies, I was actually felt winded by it. I loved her at a formative time in my life, a time when I was trying to work out who I was and what I liked, and Victoria Wood seemed to be everything I wanted to be and everything I loved. So in honour of her memory... Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're going to perform her classic showstopper. You know, Barry when people say, like, spinning in their grave. <laughs> oh. This is what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, some people call this song the Ballad of Barry and Frieda, others call it Let's Do It, but I'm going by the song that Victoria, the title that Victoria used in her songbook, Lucky Bag. And that's because I'm a respectful person. 
<laughs> so, without further ado, let us pay homage to a brilliant, kind and honest woman who changed my life. <clears throat> Fred and Barry sat one night The sky was clear, the stars were bright The wind was soft, the moon was high Fred lifted a flabby thigh Fred dropped his pants, he felt sublime He switched off Gardner's question time Barry cringed in fear and dread Fred pulled apart his ass and said Let's do it, let's do it, do it while the moon is fat Eye-making, gut-breaking, I've always wanted to try scat Just like porn, but be warned If it gets into your mouth, you're gonna taste some sweet corn Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it, I'm feeling primed for fight or flight This phase of coprophage has really killed my appetite Your anus, it's heinous, if I was sick inside it then you couldn't blame us I can't do it, I can't do it tonight Let's do it, let's do it while I'm really in the mood it's easy, not queasy, a dirty sound just ain't that rude Try pieces, my releases, welcome to whole new world of fun of feces Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it, the stench will put me off my lunch <laughs> I fear your diarrhea is far too wet for me to munch <laughs> It's shocking, pan blocking, you could at least have taken off your nylon stockings I can't do it I can't do it tonight Let's do it, let's do it I really want to scream and shout No hurdles, this turtle's head is really poking out I'm squirming, it's firming I gotta drop this on you while my ring is burning Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it I tried rimming and it made me wince I'm cautious, too nauseous The door's myself with anal mince Please refrain, please don't strain This is a new nightie and I don't want it stained I can't do it, I can't do it tonight Let's do it, let's do it The taste of shit just can't be beat It's swelling, compelling Me to thrutch and then excrete Don't feel dread, don't play dead And curl off the backsplash on the candlewick bedspread Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it I know I shouldn't yuck your yum But I'm repressed, so get dressed And cover up that dribbling bum Enough talking like Stephen Hawking I'm speechless at the notion of your arse uncorking I can't do it, I can't do it tonight Let's do it, let's do it Take it like I know you can I'm straining, stop complaining Chew my poo just like a man It's smutty, I'm slutty And here's a toothpick if it gets too nutty Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it The smell is more than I can bear I'm flattered, but it's matted Thick with crusty buttock hair 
Beg pardon, your brown garden stinks enough to will to pick up artists hard on. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. Let's do it. Let's do it. Really make the bed sheets brown. It's manic, volcanic, my sphincter blown from here to town. It's squeaky, quite leaky, wipe a bit off the bottom with a woman's weekly. Let's do it, let's do it tonight. I can't do it, I can't do it, I don't think that I ever will. The come down from Bum Browns really leaves me feeling ill. Stop heaving, I'm leaving, for a time of illness I am now grieving. I can't do it, I can't do it tonight. Let's hear it for Tim. People are literally standing up. Tim Thornton on piano. Oh, there goes the microphones. And also, is Chris in the audience? Fuck <laughs> you, Chris. I'm taking all the credit. He wrote some of the verses. He doesn't get the claps. <laughs> hey, I am the one. <laughs> uh, that's, that's literally the best one feature we'll ever do. Ooh. There's no point. The end. <laughs> See, we might as well just end the podcast. I think, is that, oh. Or we do a fucking piano thing every single uh, live show. Yeah, do it. He's getting paid. I'm paying him. I didn't even get paid. That was almost as good as my little crab with a gun feature. (laughs) Um, I did did have some after song stuff, but fuck that. That's that's the finale, isn't it? You can't follow your own feature. Like that's how good that was. Um, Thank you guys. We're gonna be downstairs with some drinks if you wanna join us. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. See you downstairs. We love you. you.